And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Breaking news from The Athletic. What's up? We've got some breaking news for you, Cowboys Nation. Kent Garrison here from About Them Cowboys, along with our esteemed writer from The Athletic covering the Cowboys every day, Father John Mishoda, and our host with the most from the About Them Cowboys podcast, Kevin K.T. Turner, to react to, to Marcus Lawrence being out. We just did a podcast talking about Randy Gregory being out, but less than 24 hours later, John, DeMarcus Lawrence may be out for the season. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be the full season. Uh, it sounds like it's more of a, you know, six to eight week type thing. Um, but then when he obviously when he comes back, you know, who knows how long it's going to take him to get caught up and things like that. Uh, so, but I mean, either way, you're looking at half the season for a defense that it's yeah, indefinitely. It's, it's a defense yeah. that doesn't have just a bunch of playmakers ready to step in. So it's uh, not good. Yeah, yeah, and you're kind of counting on Demarcus Lawrence to carry a bit of a heavier load this week with Randy Gregory likely not playing against the Chargers, and now you're down to your third and fourth and fifth and sixth defensive ends, which is not necessarily a strong point for this team. I think they had filled it with numbers to kind of you look at their defensive end depth and go, okay, uh, you know, Terrell Basham and um, Dorrance Armstrong and maybe Bradley and I plays at some point. But, you know, those are good numbers. Sometimes you get hurt to fill in a game or two. We're talking about six, seven, eight, nine, ten games, things like that. That really changes things, especially because of how good DeMarcus Lawrence is against the run as well. I mean, that's the big kicker for me is and the pass rush stuff too, but they need a good run stopper on defense, and he was their best run player. I'm honestly, and I'm not the type of person that normally says stuff like this, but like, I think it's now is time. You might even have to go out and kick the tires on doing some type of a trade. Like, you're going to have to give up some draft capital. This isn't a team that's built to, well, in two or three years. This team is built to win right now. You might have to sacrifice some draft capital. And I know that that might not be what Mike McCarthy and the guys want to do, but it's like it's bigger than just Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory. You got Tristan Hill, who, you know, is still working on the cords. We don't know when he's coming back. Neville Gallimore with the elbow. You know, you're, you're just depending on so many guys. Like, you're depending on Carlos Watkins and Neville, I mean, and uh, Brent Urban and Oso Digizua. Now you're going to be looking towards Chauncey Golson, who hasn't really done anything to try and come in there. Terrell Basham hasn't really shown us much. Dorrance Armstrong, I think, is fine as your number three or four edge rusher. He's going to have to step in on Sunday and be your number one. And then when Gregory comes back, he's going to have to be number two. Like, I don't know who's out there yet. I'm going to be working on that probably in the coming days, but you got to try and pull off something. You know, they've done it in the past with like a Michael Bennett type move. I mean, it's not going to be anybody that wows you. They're not going to go out and trade a bunch of draft picks for Joey Bosa or somebody like that. They're not going to go get Chase Young, but you got to go get somebody that's that's got some proven ability here. Or what are you doing on defense? This defense, I mean, Dan Quinn can only do so much. If you don't have talent there, how are you getting at the quarterback? And, and if they're not getting to the quarterback, they're not good enough on the back end to be making plays back there. So things are going to get ugly. So... I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know exactly the plan is as of right now, but it, it appears that Demarcus Lawrence is going to be gone for the first half of the season. I don't know how you make up for that type of a loss. 
with just with 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 just what's on the roster. Yeah, no, it, it's you don't. You know that that's the, that's the first answer is you don't. Now the the, the one uh, I, don't know, I don't know if positive is the word, but I, I want a glimmer of hope. I guess you know you got the Chargers. We knew that was going to be an evenly matched game. The the schedule does ease up a little bit before you hit your bye week, which is week seven of the NFL season. But Philadelphia, we think. Well, you know, we'll see how Philadelphia performs at San Francisco. Carolina, you feel like you've got a better roster than them. Uh, the New York Giants, and then you've got the Patriots. I think overall, I'd look at those teams that have we've got a better roster. We should be better than those teams. And by we, I mean the Cowboys. I think for them, that's one thing I can point to to say all is not lost. But I don't know where that pressure comes from if it's not if it's not Randy Gregory or Demarcus Lawrence. We can talk all we want about Micah Parsons is going to rush the passer. It's we got to see that first and how he's utilized, and what if that's not utilized as much as maybe we had talked about? Because that's still an unproven thing to talk about. Yeah, and you can't just send him every time. The yeah. reason why Micah rushing the passer was interesting <laughs> is because you were mixing it in with Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence and Neville Gallimore and Osa and then Tristan Hill when he gets back, and like you know maybe you get more out of Carlos Watkins or or Brent Urban. Maybe Chauncey Golston kind of flashes a little bit. Then on top of that, but when it's like he's the only pass rusher that you really can count on out there. And it's, well, we're going to get to Justin Herbert with Dorrance Armstrong and Micah Parsons. Well, good luck with that because they, the Redskin, oh, I don't know why I keep calling him that, Washington football team has, has Chase Young and, and he had a hard time getting after him. I mean, they have a, a much better front seven than the Cowboys do and, and they had issues getting to Justin Herbert. So yeah, the schedule gets easier. But at the same time, this is a defense that is lacking playmakers, and they just lost their best playmaker. Um, you know, when I was writing something for The Athletic just a minute ago before we started recording this, I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, outside of Dak Prescott, you can throw Demarcus Lawrence in the conversation with anybody else on the roster in terms of most valuable player on this team. And you can say Amari Cooper is a better wide receiver or CeeDee Lamb is a better wide receiver than Demarcus Lawrence is as, as an edge rusher, but they also have CeeDee Lamb behind Amari Cooper and Amari Cooper behind CeeDee Lamb. Like, the drop-off after Demarcus Lawrence is significant. And this again, the defense just lacks playmakers. So this is this is a huge loss. And it's not only just the ability for him to get sacks better than anybody on the team. I mean, he's the heart and soul of this defense. He's the leader on this defense. I mean, I feel like they kind of move as he moves in his attitude. I know it will probably be Michael Parsons by the end of the season, and, and he'll be the, the clear uh, leader of that defense, I would think, uh, playing linebacker. But, I mean, Demarcus Lawrence – kind of embodies everything that defense is trying to be and and it's just going to be even harder for them to get to their goal without just uh, his experience out there on the field it really is I think uh I just want to throw out names because this is maybe a little early and maybe a, a tad reckless but let's throw out names of guys they could maybe maybe give a call okay just because I know a lot of fans your, your uh, mentions are going to be lit up with this John uh, available defensive end types uh Olivier Vernon uh, who's 30 and, you know, hasn't been effective in a who while. Has, who, has the same, Crawford retired. who has the same agent as Demarcus Lawrence? Go on. Makes sense. Well, how about, what about Bruce Irvin, who spent a lot of time with Dan Quinn? I'm open to anything. That, I am too. Here's somebody that uh, Cowboys pro- might – oh, not for this price. I know the Bears want to get rid of Robert Quinn. So yeah. <laughs> if we'd ever want him back at any kind of, any kind of discount, I'm sure you can work that out. I mean, there are ways you could make that work. You know, the other thing – did Vic Beasley ever sign with anyone? 
because Vic Beasley, who was with uh, Atlanta uh, for for a while, um, but I don't I don't know if he ended up signing with anyone. He may be hurt. That's it? the thing. You should, we're, we're now like talking about the scrappy, and that becomes a bit of a problem. But he had spent time in Atlanta. He was drafted by Atlanta, and then all of a sudden, like you hear nothing about him. He may be just on the street right now um, because Alden Smith's still out there. He hadn't been healthy. Alden Smith, yeah, Alden Smith has. Yeah, the, that's not happening. Uh, Vic Beasley is still available. Yeah, Vic Beasley happen. is still available. He's a free agent right now. I mean, I, I'm looking at people who have Dan Quinn connections. And that's one along with Bruce Irvin. The Alan Smith thing, you know, I think that's all gone. Go get Adrian Claiborne. He can stuff. get – no, I'm just going. Sorry. Dan Quinn connections. No, no, Dan Quinn connections, though. Like, realistically, that's what we're talking about. Um, because you're not replacing DeMarcus Lawrence, but you got to try something. You, you can't just sit there with your hands behind your back and say, okay, Terrell Basham, Dorch Armstrong, go get 60 snaps and give us what you got. Nah, that's not going to end up good for you. And especially when you don't have a difference maker at defensive tackle, so this is this is bad. This is a, this is a bad thing. And you know, Adrian Claiborne's a free agent, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Come get nine nineteen sacks against uh, I mean, Herbert. I think that's the thing <laughs> in one game. Can you just buy time? I think might be what they're what they're thinking. Well, I'm just wondering what Lawrence is going to be like when he comes back. I mean, foot injuries are generally not something that like when you come back from you just hit the ground running like. It could take him a while even after he returns, you know, and and yeah. I mean, yeah. OK, so here, well, if we want to just try and be real positive. Yeah, you could sit there and say, yeah, it's, the schedule gets a little bit weaker. Uh, and then when you get Lawrence back, you're also going to have all this experience and those extra snaps that Lawrence has got and, and Terrell Basham and, and, and Chauncey Golston. And maybe this will pay off in the long run because these guys will have all gotten this extra playing time and they'll be ready to roll. Uh, I just wonder, even when Lawrence gets back, how ready he's going to be to go week one. I yeah. mean, this is a guy that didn't do anything in the offseason because he had the offseason back surgery. They didn't do anything really at training camp at all. Didn't do anything in the preseason because it was all about week one. It was just get him to week one. You know, even if he gets, you know, banged up a little bit, you know, he's a tough guy. You know, it's a Marcus plays through a lot of stuff. And then you have this and it's just like, man, like just one thing after another. Well, the reason I was saying that is because however long, and we'll know more in the coming days, the specific time that he's out. But let's say for now, let's say it's six to eight weeks. And by week is week seven. My whole point is by then, hypothetically, you're getting Michael Gallup back and you're getting Lyle Collins back as well. Because at the end of the day, with or without Demarcus Lawrence, the way this team wins games is if their offense is rolling. That's how it was going to have to be. The defense is going to have to step up time to time. The offense has still got to roll. Now, it, it, what I'm saying is a bunch of little hits. This is not what Denver's dealing with with you know, Jerry Judy getting hurt or what the Jets are dealing with with Mekhi Becton or what the Ravens are dealing with with Marcus Peters and then all of their running backs. This is four or five things happening. Gregory out with COVID, Zach Martin out with COVID last week, Demarcus Lawrence, Michael Gallup, and then Lyle Collins. It's, just, it's, it's a lot to take all at once this early in the season. Yeah, and then even when you talk about those guys coming back, you're kind of like, okay, so six, eight weeks from now, yeah, you get a lot of these guys are going to be back, but like, who do they lose between now and then? I mean, at the rate they're going right now, I mean, I hate to be negative about this, but it's like you are you are in this process of where you're just kind of like, all right, well, now who who's going to be the next one this is going to happen to? I mean, this isn't even in a game. This happened in a in a, in a non-padded practice. They, didn't wear, wear, they weren't even wearing pads. I knew something was up. I didn't think it was anything serious, but I knew something up was up because we were supposed to talk to Demarcus after practice, and we didn't get to talk to him. And so I was like, oh, okay, maybe he just didn't want to go today. He'll go tomorrow or the, or the next day or whatever. 
And then you hear, and then you get the injury report, and you see that he was limited in practice. So, I mean, that tells you, obviously. I mean, we saw him out there. He was practicing. Uh, but then, you know, obviously he breaks his foot and uh, has to has to leave. And it's uh, probably, obviously, season ending would have been the worst news. But uh, it's uh, the news right below that level. It's uh, not, not great. Better go score 35 against the Chargers. Oh, all these teams, you know, that's I, the way it's going to have to go. All these teams coming up, even if the ones, be. even the ones that we look at the schedule right now and go, ah, oh, that could be winnable, whatever. No, you're going to have to. It's going to have to be thirty plus points in all these games. Let's not act well, like that. Let's is. not act like that. The job was done by just the way the defense played against Tampa. Like if you don't have those four turnovers, sure. like how ugly that could have uh, turned into. So how do you know you're still going to get those takeaways? So. I'm interested, man. Uh, you know, Dan Quinn's going to have to dial some stuff up. He's going to have to get pretty wild with some things. But like I said, uh, I, I feel like you have to go and get somebody that's not on this roster right now. Whether it be free agency, whether it be in a trade, you have to get somebody else. Like, you got to get more than what's on this roster. And, and the reason why I say it is because it's bigger than just def- defensive end. Defensive tackle's thin, too. Yeah. Man, tough breaking news. DeMarcus Lawrence out indefinitely with a foot injury. We're hearing that it's somewhat severe to the point that he will be missing multiple games. Um, so uh, make sure that you stay locked into the athletic for the latest. John, I'm sure, will be writing about this because that's what John does. He covers this team better than anyone. Uh, for our producer, Kent Garrison, for Father John Mashoda, I am KT. Talk to you next time. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.